put your hand down. You smiling? Yes. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Why are you smiling? Because I love football. Football's fun. Fun, sir. Fun, sir. It's fun. Yes. You sure? I think. So. Now you're thinking. First you smile, then you think. You think football is still fun? Uh, yes. Sir. Yes. No. No. Sir. sir uh, it was fun. Not anymore, though, is it? Is uh, it? No, not by now. No, not. it's not fun anymore. No. Not even a little bit. No. Make up your mind. No, no. Think, since you're thinking now. Go on, think. No, Is no. it fun? No, sir. No. No, sir. Absolutely not? Zero fun, sir. All right, listen up. I'm Coach Boone. I'm going to tell you all about how much fun you're going to have this season. Yeah, they some two-faced niggas, they got two sides I don't let it get to me, I just woo-side Problem is, everybody think they Tupac Spitting on the competition, that's my new style Okay, baby 380, come get your tubes tied They too pussy like a nigga who got two wives Brand new Mercedes, say what it do, huh? Your lady gave a cool vibe as I flew by Okay, niggas count me out, man, I know that they miscounted This for those who doubt it, yeah, they must be on that powder Money go, I follow, man, these hoes know my body Never number two, but let's get this shit started Ay, I put in work, talk last, cash first Money always get the last word I don't feel the need to talk to these niggas They some two-faced niggas, they got two sides I don't let it get to me, I just woo-side Bullets flying around your melon, these ain't fruit flies Shorty about to drop it low, it must be two sides Oh yeah, they think they slick as fuck These niggas clicking up, they puzzled when I see them I say the jig is up, I got a bone to pick Like the first of the month, you a diamond in the rough But we got different cuts Oh yeah I'm back once again on y'all motherfuckers, man. It's your boy King Known, Uncensored. We got another joint for y'all. We got New Music Fridays <laughs> on a Monday. <laughs> this shit is wild. I know I'm late, but better late than never, I should say. Now. We got a lot to talk about, but first off, man, damn, every show, man, it's always some shit going on with one of our legends, man. Prayers up to Crazy Bone, man. Crazy Bone was rushed to the hospital after he was coughing up blood. And um, I'm trying to get to the actual update because, you know, he was coughing up blood initially. And the reason behind this is one of the arteries in his lung was bleeding. And he was placed in a hospital in Los Angeles where he was in critical condition. And sources said last night that he was fighting for his life. And, you know, Crazy Bone suffers from, uh, I think it's called uh, sarcoidosis. I hope that's the correct uh way to pronounce that disease um that's the same thing that um bernie mac suffered from where the immune system 
could overreact, basically. That's what they say. And it could cause a lot of breathing issues, you know what I'm saying? So as of 9.06 a.m. Pacific time, basically 12 o'clock p.m., this is the uh, sources with direct knowledge. This is through TMZ. It says, Crazy Bone is going into a second surgery soon in hopes of stopping some internal bleeding, which is the root of his health troubles. We're told Friday, Crazy Bone started coughing up blood, after which he checked himself into an L.A. area hospital. After some tests, our sources tell us that Docs discovered a bleeding artery in one of his lungs, and they operated on him. Afterwards, Crazy Bone was placed in an induced coma with the idea that would help the healing process. But our sources say that the issue was not resolved and that the artery continues to bleed in his lung. Now they're going back to try and fix it for good. Our sources tell us that the family members have been the only ones to see him and they're at his side now. The Bone Thugs and Harmony rapper is said to be on a ventilator as a result of surgery to deal with a respiratory issue he's been battling, which saw him coughing up blood and going under the knife immediately. Word is he's currently sedated and remains in the ICU. Yeah, man, Crazy Bone is only 50 years old, man. I wouldn't want nothing to happen to Crazy. He's definitely my favorite member of Bone Thugs and Harmony, man. Dude is so fucking talented. He could sing, he could rap fast, slow, and kill any beat. And he some had a lot of classic verses, especially on those Bone Thugs and Harmony albums. Like he's such a standout. And I definitely enjoyed his first album, you know. So prayers up to Crazy Bone, man. He put Cleveland on the map. And um, I really hope he recovers so he can continuously give us more gifts in the hip-hop game. All right, moving on. Jamal Murray. Let's talk about Jamal Murray, man. I just talked about him last show, about his come-up. And now, if Jamal Murray is on the All-NBA team, that could be first, second, or third, Jamal Murray is eligible for a five-year $303 million Supermax extension. Wow. Yo, these dudes is getting mad money, kid. I mean, Jamal Murray, I mean, I'd be happy if he got that contract. I mean, does he deserve it? No. But would I be happy that he got paid that? Absolutely. You know, some faggot in my comments. Yes, I said it. I don't give a fuck. Some bitch nigga told me to stop counting pockets when that wasn't even the subject at hand. It's not counting pockets, my nigga. The question is, is this player worth this amount of money? That's the question. And is Jamal Murray worth that? No. Is he worth five years, 200 million? Maybe. But Jamal Murray had a classic run to the finals 
as the number two option that some nights could be a number one option. The Golden State Warriors have decided not to sign Dwight Howard after he went through multiple workouts with the team. That's kind of strange. I don't know what's up with Golden State and passing up on true big men. Like, do they pause? Do they like true big men? Like, what are they looking for? Exactly, because they have addressed that a center was a major need at this particular point. So I don't understand, like, what do what these bitches want from a nigga? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I don't get it. Not one bit. Because Dwight Howard still has a little bit left in the tank. Pause, but, bruh. I'm sure, hopefully, an NBA team will give Dwight another chance to possibly win a championship. But I'm disappointed in the Golden State Warriors for not taking this opportunity. Now, this is a low-key pickup right here. This is a hush-hush, but I think this is a great pickup for the Boston Celtics. Free agent guard forward Lamar Stevens has agreed to a deal with the Boston Celtics. Stevens established himself as a defensive presence for the Cavs, starting in 25 of 62 games last season. Yo, this is one of the better low-key pickups of the offseason. I definitely like Lamar Stevens. I like his game. I like he what he could possibly bring to the Celtics. And he's a very good defensive player. Offensively, he's a little slept on. He's not necessarily a sharpshooter, but he's more of a player that you ask him to do something, he will do it. You know, I was surprised still to this day that San Antonio released him. That was very weird. You know, you would think that San Antonio wants a guy like Lamar Stevens, who is quite the professional basketball player. But great pickup by the Celtics. He's going to be an instant contributor and is definitely going to get some minutes off that bench. West Side Gun. Boom, 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 boom. Yeah, West Side Gun is expected to drop a new album on October the 13th. Shout out to West Side Gun. Those Griselda niggas, they don't miss. They don't miss musically. And the project is going to be called And Then You Pray For Me. And he's assuring that this motherfucker is going to be the album of the year. West Side Gun's rollout for this is very interesting. And, I mean, ain't nothing like new West Side Gun music, you feel me? Because, you know, we got releases this year from Conway and Armani Caesar, so... It's up. Shout 
Charlemagne versus Drake. Man, this is the uh, back and forth that keeps on rolling. Um, I guess Charlemagne made some comments as far as the Drake album rollout. Um, Charlemagne didn't think too highly of Drake and Scissor's collaboration, Slime You Out. I mean, he spoke his honest opinion on it. You know, he just basically called it mid in a nutshell. And Drake responded on Instagram, which was later deleted. Here's the thing, though. I hate when motherfuckers talk all this cash money millionaire shit, but then want to go and fucking delete the post like a bitch. You know what I'm saying? I don't like that shit. If you say something, nigga, stand on it. It's okay to be wrong. And it's okay to defend yourself. I don't understand why Drake deleted this. But Drake says, in deep thought about how you the off-brand Morris Chestnut. Are you okay, Leonard? You kind of weirded me out, my G. Like, you really obsessed with me or something for years. Like, you look in the mirror and wish you saw my reflection type, type shit. Whatever you got to do to let it out, I'm sure your 435 loyal fans will stand by you, you fucking goof. 435 fans. I'm sure Charlemagne has way more fans. I mean, the Breakfast Club, even without Angela Lee, um, is still one of the highest syndicated shows in the world. And Drake, I, I just don't, I just... There's something about this dude that I don't care too much for. I mean, Drake is too fucking sensitive. I mean, Charlemagne has, you know, indicated over the years that Drake is overly sensitive. I mean, it's just an opinion. I mean, a lot of these fucking pussy ass rappers just get offended. It's an opinion. And especially these hoe ass commenters. Like, damn, dog. Like, I'm not I'm not allowed to speak my mind. This is what us content creators do for a living, baby. But I just think that I'm cool with Drake responding. I don't have a problem with that. But Drake sounds kind of sensitive. And then, you know, Drake doing all this feminine shit, like, you know, wearing his hair like a chick, painting his nails and shit. You know, I guess the feminine runs, the feminine run continues with this Charlemagne thing. All right, man, I should call this episode New Music Fridays, the Damian Lillard sweepstakes. Now, Miami, I mean, uh, the... Yeah, the Miami Heat proposed, actually proposed a trade to the Portland Trailblazers. We're going to be on this for quite a while, y'all. I know I promised y'all that we were going to get to the uh, trade machine. But not this episode. 
I'm really, I may, I'm going to try to get to the trade machine next episode and see what trade scenarios, you know what I'm saying, that should include Damian Lillard. I got y'all next show, I promise. I just don't have enough time. But Miami proposed this trade to debt for Dame. Tyler Hero, two first-round picks, and more players to be named for Damian Lillard. And this is according to a few outlets. I mean, it's up to, I I, I don't know, man. I think you need a few more picks, my G. I don't think that Portland's going to accept a straight-up trade with Miami. Other teams are just going to have to get involved. You understand what I'm saying? And Portland really does not want to work with Miami. They seem the most thirsty and desperate. And they made it obvious. They're trying to form a, a, a somewhat of a big three between Jimmy, Bam, and Dame. But I think this is okay. If Dame goes to Miami, I don't think this would be a super team. Although I do understand that Bam is an all-star. Jimmy is an all-star. And Dame is an all-star. But Bam isn't Chris Bosh. Bam isn't Ray Allen, KG, you know, Kevin Love or Kyrie or anything like that. You understand what I'm saying? It will be two stars, maybe a superstar and two all-stars. I don't think that Miami Heat team would be a super team. And then another team that is a front runner for Damian Lillard. Damian Lillard said him, you know, allegedly, according to Mark Spears. Mark Spears is a uh, is that dude. He's one of those niggas. He's he's that guy. He he's like he's like a woge. He's like a shams. He said that Damian Lillard would show up and play for Toronto if he's traded there. Again, here's the question. Like, what is Toronto going to give up? Now, does Toronto have assets? Because Toronto's been giving up a lot of their picks. I got to check to see what assets does the Toronto Raptors have. Yeah, this is why I didn't want to do the trade machine because that that would like, you know, increase the waiting time for me to say something again. Uh, Toronto seems to have all of their picks, though. All of their first round picks. So they definitely got the assets to get a Damian Lillard. I mean, what would you give up exactly? Like, there's so many guys on this team. I mean, would you give up Siakam for Dame? I'd do that in a heartbeat. But one problem, you give up a power forward. But if the uh, Damian Lillard trade happens, 
I'll tell you this. Two out of three of these guys would be the fuck up out of Toronto. There are three guys that I would say would be included in that trade. Pascal Siakam, OG Ananobi, and Scotty Barnes. Two of those three guys will not be there. If a Damian Lillard trade is completed. Um, there are actually more teams that are interested. And another team that's interested in Damian Lillard is the Milwaukee Bucks. And I'd love to see Damian Lillard team up with Giannis Antetokounmpo. I mean, I would flip Middleton in a heartbeat. I would keep Holiday, though. I would not trade Drew Holiday. I would flip. I would use Middleton's contract. I would maybe give up a couple of more guys, you know, maybe the younger guys and Andre Jackson, the rookie, uh, Mar- Marjan Bochamp, something like that along those lines. But Damian Lillard to fucking Milwaukee, you know how exciting that would be? Because Milwaukee had the best record last year without Dame. You add somebody that averages 32 points per game to Giannis Antetokounmpo, whom I view as a top three player in this league still, and I think Giannis is going to have a revenge season with or without Dame. But I'd love to see Damian in Milwaukee. Another team that could possibly emerge as a candidate for Dame is the Philadelphia 76ers. They had discussions with Portland from what I heard from the streets. I mean, obviously, you know who'd be uh, in that swap. It would be James Harden. But here's the thing, though. Would James Harden want to play for Portland? I would assume not, but maybe so. I mean, Harden clearly doesn't give a fuck about winning championships. He wants to be the number one option. And Portland gives him that power to be the number one guy. And then Damian going to Philly to play alongside Joel and B. That pick and roll would be so vicious and dangerous. And I think Damian Lillard would finally be able to average like nine or 10 assists per game playing alongside the fucking MVP of the league. Then you just sign Kelly Oubre. You still would have Maxi. I don't know. I would probably say that Maxi would be included. I wouldn't be surprised. They're greedy. You already know what time it is on that, bro. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, man. Um, got some news on Doja Cat that's not really great as far as the sales of her album Scarlet. Um, you know, Doja Cat is somebody I consider to be like one of the bigger artists that are out, but her projections are expected to be 55,000. Damn, is 
fucking Scarlet that bad? I mean, I'm going to uh, give y'all the album review on it a little bit later in the show. But, did I mean, the question is, did people... You know, because Doja Cat was supposed to be, you know... Doing an album that was predominantly rap. But I'm I'm shocked. I thought Doja Cat was going to do at worst 95, 85K. That's crazy. Oh, man. Crazy news out of Boston. The Boston Celtics have officially put Malcolm Brogdon on the trading block. I mean, I did mention that Brogdon uh, was pissed off with the Celtics because they tried to trade him during the offseason for Kristaps Porzingis, and the trade fell through. Now the Celtics are trying to move him officially now. And I am just in shock at this point. Because Brogdon had a great, great season last year for Boston. I mean, I if I'm the Boston Celtics, I'm trying to beg to keep this guy. I would give him an extension, pause. I would give him some money, something, y'all. Shit. Hopefully they resolve their issue. But, man. There's a lot of, you know, Dame is probably the hottest player, pause, that teams want. And I'd love to see him on the Philadelphia 76ers. Who else? It was another team. Heard Chicago. Amen. Dame playing alongside uh, DeRozan. Or knowing the Bulls, they would be trying to add him alongside Levine and DeRozan. Because, you know, their point guard, Lonzo Ball, you know what I'm saying? He's been unable to, like, last an entire season. So I don't know what Chicago's intentions on doing. I mean, me, I would give up Levine. I would give up Levine. I mean, Levine in Portland, a part of that young core. I would love to see Levine in Portland. I don't know about Levine and Dame straight up. I mean, their salaries probably match up better. I'm sure that Portland would want more than just Zach Levine. They definitely would want a piece of the Bulls' future.
let's see. I'm trying to remember. Was there another team? Oh, yeah. OKC Thunder. OKC Thunder, it was described as a dark horse to land Damian Lillard. I think I've talked about this before. Man. Woo! Him, Shay, and Giddy? I mean, obviously, you would have to give up both Jalen Williams's future picks. I mean, hey, man, if you want a whole future, you need to come to Death Row, a.k.a. the OKC Thunder. Sam Presti's got at least about 40 of them things, 40 of them first and second round picks for you. OKC can offer Portland whatever they want. And then OKC wouldn't give a fuck about what they lost. Because they don't necessarily have to trade their own picks. They could trade all the picks that they have grabbed from other teams through trades over the years. I mean, they had the Paul George trade. The picks from there. You got the Russell Westbrook trade. You got, you know, I'm pretty sure they got compensation from Kevin Durant. But I'd love to see that trio over there. And Chet Holmgren, too? Shit. All right. Now we're here for the main event. Y'all been patiently... No, I'm just playing. I'm not going to do the whole thing this time. We got... We've had two. Not one, but two. Two releases on Friday that I was interested in listening to. One is Doja Cat Scarlet and the other Nick Grant Sunday Dinner. All right. Let's look at some of the credits of these albums. Let's see who's been producing. All right. I want to talk about Doja Cat's new project first. Um, this has been obviously a highly anticipated project for some. I mean, a lot of people feel like Doja Cat then sold her soul to the Illuminati. But Doja Cat's always been an airhead. She's been a weirdo from day one. Always been really fucking odd and way the fuck off. You know, she had the controversy about the white supremacist thing. You know what I'm saying? But at the end of the day, let's get into Scarlet. Paint the Town Red. This is the lead single. Um, this got that, this got a like a little pop, a poppy hook. You know what I mean? It's a pretty good song. Very catchy. Demons, you know, this is the the this is the joint that got all the controversy, you know, as Doja Cat was dressed like the devil. Oh, we're mad and, and this and that. You know, Doja Cat is doing her Doja Cat weirdo airheadness thing on here. You know what I'm saying? Demons is is raw, don't get me wrong. It's got a pounding beat pause, you know. It's a slapper. But it's not, you know, it ain't one of the better songs on here, but it's not the worst either. 
Wet vagina. This was pretty good. Not go front. Doja Cat was going crazy on wet vagina. You know, <laughs> I title by the way. Fuck the girls. This is a good album filler. But fuck the girls. I get the concept behind it. I didn't care for the hooks, the hook like that. But this kind of got like a late 90s, early 2000s sound when it comes down to the production. Ouchies. Ayo, man. This song is dope as fuck. Ouchies got like a Missy Elliott Timbaland type of sound. And Doja Cat does a really good job with the rapping on here. 97. This is yet another album filler. Not one of my favorite songs on here at all. It's kind of mid to me, in my personal opinion. Gun. This was cool. It was okay. Not necessarily a track that I'm just backflipping over. Go Off. I definitely like that song. This was pretty good. Shut Show. Uh, this album could have done without this record. Was not feeling that shit at all. Agora Hills. Bruh, let me tell you something. This is probably the best song on this album. Hands down. By far. This got like a trap and be feel. Got like somewhat of a 90s uh, R&B sounding track with trap beats and stuff. I mean, I definitely love Agora Hills. Doja Cat really spitting on here. I like her voice projection on the song. Pretty cool. Can't wait. You know what this, you know what type of vibe I got? I got a miseducation of Lauren Hill vibe, not from a lyrical or a talent standpoint, but just a vibe from the song. But can't wait. I love this vibe. Definitely giving late 90s R&B vibes. Often Doja Cat tries to sing at like a pitch like D'Angelo. Not quite D'Angelo, but a, a, a good imitation of it. Often is, is pretty dope. Love Life. This is a good album filler. Not necessarily one of the best songs on here but it's in the middle skull and bones i definitely like the verses on skull and bones just not a fan of the hook at all attention is one of the uh singles that was released for the album doja cat does a really good job on attention i definitely enjoyed that balut i hope 
that uh, I'm pronouncing this right. Um, a lot of people have been raving about this track on how it's so lyrical. It's not lyrical. Is she rapping good on here? Yes. Is this a good song? Yes. But, you know, there was somebody that made a comment that, you know, Doja Cat sounds like she could be in Griselda. Now, is this a a Griselda sounding beat? Yes. I definitely agree with that. It does. uh, The beat is Griselda sounding. I hope I'm I hope this is the right beat I'm talking about. If you know, you know. Um, but she's not spitting at Griselda level on this song. She's just rapping good. I can listen to this song. I like the song, but rapping your ass, rapping her ass off to the point where it's Griselda comparable. No, I would say. It's better than Drake level. I can say the lyrics are better than Drake level. Just outside of that. Probably Little Wayne current Little Wayne level, I'd say. Maybe if that. But to spit at a lyricist level, you got to have high caliber vocabulary. High caliber vocabulary and punchlines was not used on this song. She was just putting her words together well. Not to the point where it knocked me off my feet. Alright, and the final track, What You Mean Freestyle, definitely among one of my favorites, man. It's definitely some shit that you turn up to. It's lit. Definitely uh, enjoyed what you mean, freestyle. The beat is banging. It's another trap beat. All in all, Scarlet, I'm going to just be honest with y'all. This is probably the weakest Doja Cat project. Like... It's not on the level of Amala. I don't think that she's going to ever make a project better than Amala. I think Hot Pink is better. Planet Her is definitely better than this. Now, you know, Doja Cat made it a mission to prove to people that she can rap. Doja Cat can rap. Doja Cat is in them conversations with Megan, with Cardi, with Nicki. But Doja Cat went away from her bread and butter a little bit. Not too far, though. I mean, she does have pop moments on here. She does have, like, some R&B moments on here. But she made it a mission to prove that she can spit. Now, is Doja Cat a lyricist? No. Is she nice? A little bit. Scarlet can be said to be maybe an experimental project but you know as compared to her other work this is probably her worst album but the album itself 
I think it's pretty good. It's okay. But it's not trash. You know, I could listen to well over half of the album. Let me count the tracks that I actually like. Let me tell y'all the tracks I actually like. Let's just make let, let's just uh make some comparisons here. Paint the town red. I fuck with it a little bit. I'll give it. I'll give it a like. I fuck. I, I mean, I like demons too. Wet vagina was cool. Ouchies was dope. That's four. Go off was dope. That's five. Agora Hills. That's six. Can't wait. Seven. Often eight. Um, attention nine. Balut ten. All right, I, I fuck with eleven. What you mean freestyle eleven? So I fuck with eleven out of seventeen of these. That's not a bad ratio. But I feel like Doja Cat's gotta continue to combine pop with rap. You know, she's a pop artist at the end of the day. You know, and I think she probably heard that Remy Ma interview. You know what I'm saying? Where she said, I don't consider Doja Cat rap. And that probably motivated her while making this album. I could be wrong, but I doubt it. All right, let's move on to Nick Grant. Sunday Dinner. Now, Nick Grant is one of the most underrated rap artists in the game. And he definitely is among my favorite rappers in the game. Nick Grant is a special talent from South Carolina who is a lyricist. And he's one of the better rappers, one of the better current rappers that has come out over the last 10 years. I could put this guy up against a lot of people. Um, let's get into Sunday dinner, man. All right. Worrying about a classic. Um, I kind of enjoyed this. It was all right. I don't know. I would have opened. I would have, um, opened with, uh, something different. That's just me. Know your worth. Grandma said, I fuck with it. Bravo. Ayo, Nick Grant is going crazy on this song. Count your blessings. I like the juvenile uh, high hook being used on this shit. I definitely enjoyed that shit. Straight like that. I fuck with Count Your Blessings. Since Elementary, definitely love that record. Love the beat and Nick Grant's rhymes. Dope Fiend's theme, um, not my favorite record by no means, but not trash or mediocre. All I Want, 80s Parents, this is a decent album filler. Heard About Us, this is one of my favorite songs on here. I definitely fuck with Heard About Us. And I don't know, there's an uncredited female vocalist on here. And she was dope. I wish Nick Grant would have credited her. Maybe I have to look a little bit deeper into the fold to uh, find that lady's name. I don't have the time to look it up. Catch This Fade. I definitely love this song because Nick Grant 
is talking about how niggas don't fight no more and people would rather shoot and be cowardly. I definitely understand the concept. Like back in the day, you know, people actually ran the fade one on one and no guns was out. Two sides. I played this song in my intro. Two sides is the best record on here. And I think that this should be a single. I wouldn't say top 40 hit, but definitely a top 100 hit. If I had my way, I would I would say top 40 hit, but you got to be a little bit realistic for an underground rapper like Nick Grant. Two sides, you know what I'm saying? It's definitely a dedication to people that are focused on playing two sides and you have to choose which side you're on. Almighty Dollar slash Witzel Street. This was dope as fuck. Yo, Nick Grant can switch up the flow. There's not a flow that he can't do. This thing of ours was amazing. I definitely enjoyed that. Art Dealer featuring Ransom. Yo, this is a collaboration that I didn't expect. Nick Grant and Ransom definitely kill this shit. It may be top 15 lyrical performance as far as a song goes. Art Dealer was dope as fuck, man. It, and it felt good to see two top tier lyricists. BT. I hope your bitch ass is listening to my show. Pay attention. Listen to Art Dealer by Nick Grant and Ransom. Now this is lyricism, ladies and gentlemen. Conceive, that is a track that's about, you know, how people fuck their blessings up. And you know what I'm saying? And that plays a role in life, especially when women are trying to conceive children. You know what I'm saying? He delves deep into that concept and uses uh, conceive as a metaphor for people fucking their blessings up, basically. Heaven featuring tweet it's good to hear tweet's voice haven't heard tweet in a while man since the mid-2000s you know i miss her vocals man her vocals are still beautiful to this day shout out to tweet heaven was fire it samples uh d'angelo's lady but god damn i'm tired of hearing that shit i really am i'm tired of hearing uh lady sample leave that sample alone i understand i love when you know d'angelo is getting some money and shit but please stop sampling that song i'm tired of it everybody didn't tried to do that beat like tell fabulous to stop rapping on that fucking beat <laughs> Last Jam featuring Uncle Chuck. This was a dope record. You know, this is about life in a, in a sense. You know what I'm saying? Don't let this be your last hurrah, basically. Don't put yourself in a situation where it's your last situation on earth. That's basically the concept of that. You know, because I have to listen to this album twice. You know, I usually don't. I usually get everything, but... The first time I listened to this album, I was on a plane. You know what I'm saying? 
But all in all, Sunday Dinner is yet another great project from Nick Grant. Is it an album of the year candidate? I'd say it's just outside the race. This is one of the better albums of 2023, though. I mean, Nick Grant's subject matter, substance, delivery, lyrical ability, vocabulary, metaphors, and hidden messages make Sunday Dinner one of the better projects released of 2023. I definitely enjoyed myself listening to it. And anytime that Nick Grant drops any new material, I'm the first to put the headphones on or put put that shit on my radio because I'm going to tell you something. Nick Grant's discography is one of the more underrated discographies in rap history. You heard that shit here first. I mean, with projects such as Return of the Cool, Dreaming Out Loud, you know what I'm saying? Like those are... And, and then Welcome to Loveland, which was released in, in 2022. I mean, shout out to Nick Grant. All right, y'all. Uh, I'm going to get the fuck up out of here. This is King Known Uncensored. New Music Fridays. The Damian Lillard sweepstakes. And I'm out this bitch. <laughs> <laughs>